have a special guest with us. We have Risky. Miss Risky, what's going on? How you doing tonight? I am well. And yourself? Doing great. Doing great. Want to tell all the listeners, you can follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. Uh, You can chat with us live on the show, doing the show. Whatever subject you want to talk about. We're going to talk about a couple of subjects. Um, I told y'all I would give you an update with former branch police that um, harassed the young black boy uh, last weekend. Well, the mayor, uh, Robert died again today. Still no response. So if you are living in the former branch city limit, reach out to your mayor. Find out what's going on. Now, someone did foreign uh, some type of a, I guess they're trying to do a community um, police review board out there. But I would, I would like to talk to the mayor myself, find out what's going on, what happened with these officers. Are they going to reprimand what's going on? Because that was totally racial profiling. Like I said, the video it's on my page. You can go see it for yourself. And if you are in Former's Branch, Texas, call the mayor's office, Mayor Robert Die, Robert Die, And maybe the secretary should give you his cell number too. But he still haven't called me back. I'm going to keep on pushing. So, but that's the update on Former's Branch. Um, also, want to know how you feel about uh, the killing of Rayshard Brooks, the charges that came about. Um, Risky, I know you, um, it, we talk all the time, we, we discuss different things. Uh, first of all, tell the people about you and where that name comes from. <laughs> Well, uh, I got risky because I've written a series of novels um, in the point of view of a young gay male. <laughs> um, but it's just um, uh, risky subject matters, and so I just adapted that uh, that name. I actually read the book, and she actually inspired you scarred me. for life. <laughs> <laughs> she actually inspired me to write so so i i read the book and um i'm working on the book i actually have one completed uh it's gonna come out next year and working on my second one so be looking for it but definitely support the sister um the book is interesting very interesting (laughs) but and she, we're gonna have a show where she could come on and talk about all the books she put out because you working on your third one, uh, fourth, fifth, and sixth, oh. <laughs> working oh. at the same time. Fourth, fifth, and sixth book. Okay. One of them I gotta finish. I have to finish one of them this year. Yeah, with so much going on, it's kind of kind of hard to stay focused on on writing and everything. So, um. Um, what the story of the former branch police officer? I know you out that way quite a bit. How did you feel about that? 
I am actually in Denton County. <laughs> well, um, you, <laughs> but no, but it's a, it's a neighboring city, and I I do go through there. Um, but it's just it's just one of those things where it's just you're kind of immune to it now, and you shouldn't be because things like that are happening all the time. But it's nice to know that now people are seeing it with their own eyes instead of hearing us complain about it and something's actually happening. Like yeah. there are consequences to these bad actions. And, and that's what was lacking before. And for me, I feel like it's very disrespectful for the mayor of Farmers Branch not to call me back for the simple fact uh, my wife and I have we've actually thought about moving out there so right now i feel like if i was a residence there he probably still wouldn't call back and he should call back yeah you would expect at least an email yeah, or something. something a text or something i text him haven't called back but in my eyes i say hey that's what they think about us but the city of former branch because right. i mean i think well, it's not even just Farmer's Branch. It's just that this has gone on so long. Yes, it has. And no one knows what to do. And so they just think, well, we'll just sweep it under the rug and maybe we'll it's just okay. it'll just go away. And then another five, ten years, same thing happens. It fizzles out, they brush it under the rug. Because no one, like, they keep slapping Band-Aids on it. And it's a big issue has never been resolved and you know like if say your woman's angry and you know your man you know you, you don't leave things unresolved because guess what's going to happen she's going to explode like she wants to talk now <laughs> she needs to get some stuff off her chest or things are going to get destroyed <laughs> you know exactly um now we didn't get a chance to discuss this but i actually seen another story that a day mm -hmm. and this was in Arlington and um, I guess it happened on Saturday a young man actually uh, the police came to his house said it was a domestic call and the only two that was there was him and his son oh I saw that one just him and right. his son and he kept saying hey you cannot violate my civil rights you cannot right. force yourself in my house. And they put the foot in the door for you. Right. And they wouldn't let him close the door. And, I'm and like, then if oh. he tried, it'll be assault. Assault. It'll be an assault. Like. But but what really got me, the officer, two more officers showed up and they eventually forced their way in this man's house. Right. And I'm like, how can you do this? How can you right. force your way There's no justification for it. And you don't have a reason for doing it. And then it could have been a care. Well, they said it was somebody complained. Yeah, probably. And the kid probably had his video game up too loud. You know? and and they Or they probably just didn't like him anyway. So yeah. it's like the fact that people can report you and then you're just 
prosecuted before you even get a say. It's like you can't even defend yourself because you're automatically guilty. All because of the color of your skin. Right. And you see videos all the time on YouTube or um, other social medias where a, 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 a person who's not of color confronts the police and there's no consequences. They can argue out of a ticket. They can rip a ticket in front of your face. They can, right, cuss them out, talk about the laws and all this stuff, and nothing. Come toward them with a weapon. Right. Yeah. They do everything. And there's no fear. From shooting them. Right. There's a video right now where, well, this is uh, like 10 years old, white man in the park shooting at people. Like he shoot people. There's a whole squadron of cop cars trying to talk him down. If he's Not one. Them. Yeah, he's shooting at them. The passer, the you know, people in the park, and finally one officer hits him in the shoulder to take him down. But he was alive. One bullet. Nah. We go postal and yell at somebody, and we're riddled with bullets. We don't. So it's just like balance, right? You just look threatening. Yeah, that's that's very disturbing. That's kind of like um, um, after the last show, go online. I see stories about people that taken off their taser and they survive, but here it is, right. Rayshard Brooks stealing squad cars, exactly stealing squad <laughs> cars, um, even shooting that police officer, and nothing right. happened. So, and here it is with Rayshard Brooks. He's running away. Yes, he took the taser. He pointed the taser. But then he gets in the back twice. Right. Now, if that was the the white guy, they probably would have chased him down, put him in handcuffs. Right. Like it was Mm -hmm. nothing. So, my whole thing is, if you're going to treat... There's an imbalance. Exactly. If you're going to treat one race... It should be equal across the board. Right. Exactly. And that's the problem. So, but that's, how do you feel about the charges that came about? Um, I didn't hear about the charges. Um, I I saw a few things where some arrests were made and, um, but I couldn't tell you which one it was for. (laughs) Well, they both were. Both of them were arrested, supposedly been arrested. I don't know if yeah. they have because I've been running around so much today. But one of them, um, they requested a $50,000 bond for, uh, for right. the one that um, that didn't shoot him, but he did stand on his shoulder. Uh, the one that shot him, I right. think he brought up on 11 charges. And they asked, they asked for no bond for him. See, and that may have been the one that I saw, but I thought it was for different people. I was like, that's a lot of stuff. Now, now, my thing, one of them hopefully is stick. <laughs> exactly. My, my thing is what they should have done before they had the news conference, they should have already arrested them. Because now you doing a news conference and telling what you want, and this guy could be and, anywhere. Yeah, and tuck off or, or he could have took the easy way out. Um, 
Exactly. Unfortunately, he's going to be made an example of. And hopefully they give him life like they want. And they said he can possibly get life for the death penalty. So I'm hoping he right. do get it. He deserve it. You shoot right. a man in his back. Exactly. And that like... Um, exactly. The threat is gone. <laughs> exactly. Once he ran away and they said he was like 16 feet from him. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 16, 20 feet or something like that. Yeah, yeah you, you run after them. You know you have any weapons yeah. besides the taser. And if you right. shot the taser, he's not going to be able to reload. Yeah. So Exactly. It's just one shot. <laughs> and it can go anywhere. <laughs> exactly. So, um, also, what else going on in your on your mind this week? I know it's been a too lot. much. <laughs> too much. It's hard to look at social media and the news, and, and it is because um, I think before we were talking about the civil rights, and it's just it boggles my mind that in the beginning these laws, the first federal laws, were here to protect us all the citizens and including African descent, you know, but all these provisions and amendments happened like 11, like after that in the 1900s, like eight, what was it? 1866, the first U.S. federal law was uh, enacted to define citizenship and included everyone for all these things, this lovely world that America has to offer, but there's like this, you know, uh, invisible asterisk at the bottom, which doesn't include everybody, like the gays and the minorities and things like that. And it's just sad that even now we're still adding to it to say, oh yeah, and we need to include this group. Oh, and I know it wasn't clear, but we need to include this. Like 2020, now we're doing sexual orientation and, you know, gender identity. Um, it's it, it just protecting them in the workplace from getting fired just because of who you want to be living your life and, or who you love. Because, uh, like, I think 2000, like, the la- uh, Alabama uh, interracial relationships were illegal. <laughs> <laughs> Alabama held out until 2000. And, and, you, and you are referring to the uh, Supreme Court ruling that yes. happened out of the day that actually um, gave the LGBTQ, I think I'm saying T. it right, the T. Yeah, I forgot about the T. Yeah, there's um, T. <laughs> I gave them the right to not be discriminated on jobs and right. and they mm-hmm. should be able to uh, um, have equal rights on the job place. Exactly. Um, it's like, it's human rights. It's like, I, I guess what just kills that these are Americans. These are, you know, our neighbors and our friends and they're not afforded the same rights that are established for us. And like just as a minority, it's like we're still fighting, and it's like if you can't get everyone equal level field of rights, then we need to dismantle it and start over, because what goes for one goes for all. Exactly, mm-hmm. and it should be equal across the board, regardless of who you are. Uh, right. 
whatever your preference is, it should be. Yeah, it makes no difference. Completely legal. Law's the law. So, and I don't, I don't understand a lot of this stuff that is with the lawmakers. I think a lot of them just old fashioned, and they haven't changed with the time. Right, and that's fine. Yeah, and I understand that, but one of the things that made America great was that freedom. And it was religious freedom because a lot of the Puritans, Quakers and uh, Mennonites, they came all the way over here because they wanted freedom to believe and worship how they wanted and to be what they wanted to be. And that's where you came to do it. It was a melting pot of cultures, religions, and beliefs. You know, you had your wins, you had your gays, you had your Africans. We had people from all walks of life, kumbaya in America, but only a certain group got the respect and the laws only apply to this group. And the fact that some Bible thumping, you know, Christian is like, well, it doesn't go with my beliefs, so we're gonna take your rights away. Exactly. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, how do you have that authority? Like, who made you in charge of my well-being? Like, your job is to preach and keep it moving. <laughs> well, that's kind of like... You know, you don't keep rights away from people. But it's just like some people say, all lives matter. And then right. they get up... The only ones they care about. <laughs> exactly. They don't care about... Uh, the gays, the trans, the blacks, they don't care about none of that. They only care about the the lives that they know. And most of them probably uh, cops and and, um, unfortunately, a lot of Caucasian. Those are the lives that matter to them. So I mean, yeah, all lives matter, but right now, black lives is important. Because right. we are the ones. Because we need people to know that we're not expendable. Exactly. Um, I get nervous. Like um, someone said last Monday, said he's scared to go out his house. I get nervous when I go out. So I'm like, right. you don't know what to expect. You don't know what anybody may do. So I'm like, hey, um, it's it's just. It, it rubs me the wrong way when I see people saying all lives matter, but you're mad because somebody's saying black lives matter. Those are still right. lives, too. So, All right. I remember somebody posted on uh, my Facebook feed, I think I shared it, um, where no one had a problem during the Boston bom- uh, bombing, but it was like Boston proud, and we supported Boston proud. And then when all these things happened, like Oklahoma, all these cities and all these cultures coming together to represent. Nobody said, well, well, what about Texas? Our lives matter. Why do we care about Boston? It, like, it's only when it comes to African-Americans or Blacks or gays that people have a problem with it. It's like, I don't know why that is a trigger for a lot of people. It's like, clearly there's something wrong and there is a outpour of cries all around the world. Like, this ain't right. <laughs> like the fact that like I was going over some of the civil rights uh, uh, acts and it was like, well, you have rights 
but we're not going to enforce those rights. So people can, you know, like voting, Blacks got the right to vote, but they didn't protect the Blacks. So people were standing out with guns, keeping African-Americans from voting or going to certain locations. Right. And, and then it wasn't until like, what was it, seven years later, or no, five years later, and they're like, you know what? We need to protect those voters. <laughs> but there were still no consequences for anyone who meddled with the black vote. <laughs> it seemed like we That's where the KKK came in at. And they're not being regulated. It seemed like still. they're trying to do it again today. Yeah. Well, they're, they're not regulated. Exactly. So they're terrorist act. Unfortunately, it is. And, and when our governor talk about, no, we're not going to do mail-in ballots during a pandemic, you want our older citizens to get out and stand on to vote knowing that we're in the middle of a pandemic. That's why voting is very important. I say it all the time on the show. Uh, It's too late to register now for November, but you can still register to vote for when the local elections come up. You can vote. If you have a felon, go to vote.org and um, see if you're able to vote. Most states, if you have paid your dues, done your time, not on papers, you can get your voting rights back. So definitely um, uh, look at it and see, uh, no matter where you are, vote.org, and see if you can vote. But um, I know we talked about this right before coming on, the statement that... Trump made about he made Juneteenth famous. Uh, <laughs> okay, I I got a little. Well, bit. maybe he made it known to the North. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say to the North because I someone did send a message said that um well they not from Texas but uh they didn't find out about Juneteenth until they moved here. And depends on where you work at, uh, mostly you was off that day. So just like I know a lot of people saying they didn't know anything about it, but you knew you was getting that day off. You knew for some reason folks was firing up the grills and and all of that. So um, Trump probably, he, he didn't want to know about it. I'm sure somebody around told him exactly what Juneteenth was. Well, they had to because he was going to have a rally in Oklahoma at the site of the massacre on that day. He exactly. knew, like somebody in his organization who was penciling in should have been like, oh, we can't do that day. We definitely can't do it <laughs> where Black Wall Street. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Like, no. That's like, no. And then he's like, I'll do it the next day. <laughs> um, like it makes no sense to me that he's got a bunch of just incompetent people around him but that's what he wanted you know he wanted I guess to be the smartest man in the room <laughs> that didn't go too far yeah <laughs> I mean I just left it at that 
so <laughs> Trump, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, and unfortunately, um, seemed like our governor kissing his tail all the time because whatever Trump say, Abbott try to do. And like, yeah, um, he's tiptoeing around it. It looks like he's, um, I don't think he's full fledged backing him, but it, I think just as a you know, in a point of view of just trying to get, keep that money going, that revenue, they don't know what else to do. They don't want to like have to keep paying people to be off. A lot of people are getting more money being unemployed right now <laughs> than working. So I've it's heard like people say that, but I'm like, yeah, yeah. but but here it is. He and companies don't want to pay that anymore. They don't want to pay that insurance. And they're like, people need to get to work. True. Um, he actually, yesterday, here in Dallas, we hit our highest record. 413 new uh, COVID-19 cases. And first thing he said is the young people. And I'm like, the young people? <laughs> But, hold on for a minute, but he wanted to rush and open things back up. He wanted to uh, get the daycares back open. And Right, and that's a Petri dish. And it was like (laughs) 17 cases came from uh, kids at the daycare in the staff. So, that's one of the problems. But then I got a message today He's saying we're going to open the schools up in the fall. Oh, yes. I'm like. Mm-hmm. And then they had like a little uh, diagram of how the children are going to be at their desk with a little, uh, what do you call those, plexiglass at their desk. I'm like, that doesn't even you seem are, functional. It's like. Small kids. I know. Right. People, I know people that actually works uh, with the child care centers. And they like it's it's really hard. Now, one one step they have in place: if a child play with a toy, they put it to the side and they sterilize them later on because they can't turn it back from the kids to make sure they stand apart. Right. And before you know it, right, one of the kids is gonna go over there and grab a toy before they have the chance to sterilize it. So it's not a yeah, whole bunch and of kids. little kids are fast. Exactly. Um, yeah, especially one teacher per what every fifteen kids. You know, like they can't control that. If little Timmy is going to escape. <laughs> if they had five kids in there, that's still too many. Because during this time, right, it's really hard to watch five kids. You turn your back for a minute. Right. They right. go. Go so. get a piece of paper for them to color on and. They hugging each other or trading, you know, toys or whatever. Like, it's all like it. Anybody who's under, I say, what seven, it's going to be hard to control. It's going to be definitely hard to control. At least the older kids, you know, they they're not allowed to have their phones, but at least you could probably promote that. Be like, hey, you could talk to your friends on your phone. That's what you used to doing, but you're gonna learn these lessons. Exactly. Um, and they'll stay away from each other because at least they'll have some understanding. Hey, you'll get really sick if 
you know, we don't want to take that chance. And they could stay six feet away from each other, you know, and talk to each other from across the room. But little kids, I don't see that happening. Exactly. Like you take, I couldn't even handle my niece. She was quick. I turned my head for one second just to get a remote. And I was like, where's she? <laughs> she, gone. <laughs> she gone. They're fast for no reason. <laughs> and also, also, speaking of that, uh, mm-hmm. even the ones that are trying to be safe. Um, I've seen several stories, and I told you this a while ago when I'm right before we came on about Taco Bell. I guess they haven't learned yeah. the lesson yet because uh, after me and my household were barcoding Taco Bell, KFC. Uh, yeah, we were already, they were already on the list for something else though, but as, I'm going to miss those Baja Blast. Yeah, so this, uh, and TMZ reported this. Um, a young man wore a Black Lives Matter mask and mm-hmm. They fired him. Right. They fired him. So we have a lot of companies like this. And um, I don't know if if it happened to you, but when the pandemic started and people started, the protest started, and when people started protesting a lot of these companies, my emails was flooded. Saying that oh, they yes. support the cause. Email, Instagram. Yeah, I'm here for you and all of this. It's one particular company. If you follow me on Twitter, mm-hmm. um, for a couple of years, I actually went back and forth with the um, the CEO of Fitbit because Fitbit do charge you a lot of money, but in my eyes, they're very cheap. That's uh, very cheap product because mm-hmm. I've had a Fitbit, had two. Uh, the first one, I guess about three months in, the band broke. Okay, I call them. They replaced it. Then another three months, that band broke. And then said, oh, it's out of warranty. But we could give you a discount on a new one. I said no. So later on, uh, my wife made one for her birthday. I got a one, and I took her old one. And once again, band broke. And I'm like, okay, it's it's a problem going on. I'm not wearing it too tight, but for some reason, these bands keep breaking. And I said, and I don't know why. She had problem with the one she have. We have a friend that had problem with same thing, and the only thing they offer you is a discount on a new one. So, Fitbit, stop sending me emails. I won't do business with you anymore. <laughs> um, I have Apple, so um, and Apple is <laughs> fine, but that's that's I my person. <laughs> <laughs> that's just my personal opinion. Um, and I'm sure other people have had problem with products, have problem with folks emailing you yeah. and stuff like that, talking about we here for you and all of this. Even a young man, I think that was yeah. in Florida, um, he said, 
had his uh, BLM mask on. He wrote BLM on the mask. And they end up, uh, he actually resigned. He did not get fired, but they banned him from wearing. And the young man said, hey, everybody else wearing everything else that is not published. Right. And what's the difference? Because I'm supporting this. Exactly. Now, what they decide to do, and this is what you got to be careful about. A lot of these companies think just because we throw money toward an organization, everything will be okay. It's not necessarily going there. Exactly. Mm -hmm. What you're going to say and do what you truly feel. And I'm still waiting. And I probably waiting until hell freeze over, but I'm still waiting to hear Jerry Jones give a statement. Because about five <laughs> million. And I know he I'll probably be waiting. Won't. No, he he won't because he just like Trump. He will not do it. So Yeah, he won't. Um so my whole thing is people be careful about uh, the company sending you emails saying, oh, I'm with you and uh, we support Black Lives Matter and all of that. Most of them don't. They just want your money. That's all right. they want. They right. And it's more about advertising. Exactly. That's it. They so pay- they're throwing money for advertising. They sending out these letters, these emails and um, the ads saying they support that. That's part of the marketing. Oh, look, they supporting Black Lives Matter. No, they not. Best way to find out for sure, talk with some of the employees. See if they can wear a Black Lives Matter gear to work. Do, have they banned it? It's just like Starbucks. Right. They uh, How they ban their employees. And, right. and they the because people didn't, they weren't feeling uh, too good about Starbucks. Then they came back. <laughs> like, oh, we support you now. <laughs> no, I won't because they sent me a free item for my birthday last week. I refused to go get it. I just won't do it. And then I started getting emails talking about uh, buy one, get one free Thursday. I won't do it. I'm not going to fall for the okie doke. So I prefer to spend my money where I'm respected at. And because you banned it, now you're saying it's okay. No. Just like Drew Brees, you meant what you said. Uh, Don't don't try to change it now. And I just don't have time for it. Uh, You say what you mean, mean what you say. That's the way I see it. Yeah. Um, and everybody's showing their true colors right now in this. Unfortunately, that we're taking the brunt of it. It's and and people are actually just now like this has been out there for centuries. Exactly. <laughs> like we've been it, this uh, this abuse has been around for a, a long time, and the fact that now people is coming to their homes and it's invading their lives. Now they see. This is what's really going on. But it starts from the top. There's no regulation. There's no consequences for these actions. Anybody, like I can walk down the street, look at a woman, and then she can have the cops called on me because she doesn't like the way I look. Exactly. 
I don't belong here. And then I get harassed or shut up because I get a little snippy. They're like, why are you accosting me? That's you know, and my attitude would get me in trouble. Like I know this. So (laughs) that's kind of like the brother, I believe it was California. Uh not quite sure, but he painted, he he drew a Black Lives Matter on the front of his house and Karen came up, her and her husband saying, What are you doing? Why are you doing that? That's destruction of property. Um why are you doing that? Because I know the people that live there, and they right. were not like. And he'd been there for eleven years. Exactly. <laughs> See, that's a problem within itself, anyway. Because if you live someone right. in a neighborhood, you should have some type of ideal who your neighbors are, and you should go out there. And if you're not going up there, cutting. Um, chopping it up with them, you know, at least speak to them, wave at them, whatever. At least they know you, you know them. And um, she probably thought he was the help. <laughs> like, because uh, she probably thought he was the help. Like, they don't, like, she's like the type of woman who does ghosts and does her yoga, and she's not aware of, like, homeless people, just anything. She's just consumed with Karen's life. And, you know, her online presence and her, you know, volunteer work, you know, to make her look better. She's not a, she's not in this world. And yeah, I, I believe she really didn't know that man. Like, they probably have different schedules. He's working and she's just in the world, you know, just snowing roses in the COVID. Because <laughs> I did not see a mask on her. <laughs> exactly. In the way, she, I'm not going to talk about the way she was looking, but I would have been like, ooh, no. Yeah, oh. but still. Yeah, like. And, and then um, I think it was in Florida, this story. Um, it was some uh, some young ladies, some teenagers riding on a go-kart in this cul-de-sac. And some guy followed them to the house and was telling them they shouldn't be here and all of this. He going to call the police on them and all of that. So one young lady said, well, I'm going to get my grandfather. Yeah, go get him. But when he came out, grandpa said, y'all go in the house. And he looked toward him. He's like, are you out here harassing my grandkid? Then camera cut off. I kind of want to see the end of that because yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I know uh, Grandpa, he probably said some harsh words to that man. Of course. Of so, course. Because first thing he said when he came, the out, came out he was like are you harassing uh, my grandkids? Y'all go in the house. <laughs> and they, and, they right. and the camera went off. I said okay. So I'm sure he had a rude awakening on that. Yes, he wasn't wasn't ready for that one. It's like the uh, Karen at the uh, gas station. She got a little too mouthy on a Spanish, a Latina, and she ended up getting smacked in the face. And that's what's missing. A lot of these people need to be smacked in the face. But but again, there's no consequences for their actions. Like they can go on and call the cops. And yes, it's illegal to file a false report. Yes, it is. But nothing's happening to them. Everyone nothing's happening should, to have them. A, should have a case filed against them. Exactly. 
and now, nothing's happening. Nothing's enforced. Now, did you hear the excuse that a husband gave, who is an attorney, <laughs> said for the last year she's been having a mental breakdown. He don't know what's wrong with her. Then he, he started crying on the news, talking about it's I don't know. She just needs some help. I had uh, uh, someone to come out to do an evaluation on her uh, yesterday, and the news said, yeah, we confirmed someone did come out. And I'm like, really? It, it was so easy, but she said... Isn't it like, funny how they always plead mental defect, but we're not afforded the same, you know, thing. We, we can't do it. They'd be like, oh, yeah, you're crazy. You go get 20 years to life. And you think about what you did. Like, we can't be, you know, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Exactly. We're just, you know, we're just terrors or animals and wild and untamed. We have to be put down. You know, we can't sit at a resort and calm down and do yoga. Exactly. We can't do that. We don't have that luxury. And and, and it's just not balanced. And did you, um, this happened in Dallas see the video where a guy ran through some protesters here in Dallas. Oh, in the in their in their vehicle. Yes. And he worked for yeah. Medical City, uh worked for the hospital. And then he also got the car with a pistol out. Had his yeah. gun to his side and I'm like, really? Charges need to be brought up on them. Right. Yeah, um, nothing. You bring a, a pistol out ready to right. shoot someone. Yeah, true exactly. enough, you had it to your side, but still, that's the threat. Like, why are you getting out the vehicle? It's not in the holster, and you have it to your side ready to shoot. Why? Right. And then you almost hit, hit a guy, almost ran over a guy. Right. And I'm like, this right. is crazy. Folks just don't understand no more and they don't care. Because they feel that the laws don't apply to them because they can get off. I felt threatened. That's I was I didn't take my medication. That's the first I, thing I, they I, say. I, I blacked out. I blacked out. <laughs> now, now the biggest problem I have with this whole with that whole situation, it was wrong. He almost he almost ran over a protester where he was in front of the car and the guy was uh, driving and the guy's having to run backwards to keep from getting hit by the car. And mm-hmm. that's one mistake. Right. Then the second one, he pulled up the pistol, got out the car with it to his side. The biggest one that I hate right. the most, he worked at a hospital. So if you're doing this for exactly. protesters, and you are providing medical treatment for people? Are you going to treat people right that you don't agree with? So I have a problem right. with that. Well, and we already know it's the best in the hospitals anyway. <laughs> so, we don't get the same level of care, I'm just saying. <laughs> exactly. And if you want to know about this story, uh, it's on my page. Every story we talked about tonight is definitely on my page you can see it and and whatever your opinions are you know, let us know um 
I would definitely love to chat with you tonight. Um, if it's something that we haven't covered, that a story that you know of, um, definitely put it in the chat and we would talk about it. Hey, what's going on, uh, Big Man Gary? Uh, welcome back to the show. Um, he just came on. He's actually in Florida. Um, and we're going to have to have him on the show one day. Because he's, um, I think he has some good information coming out of Florida. He's a, a retired policeman. So um, we're going to have to have him on the show one day. And some of these stories that that we talk about, be able to uh, get it from a policeman point of view. And it's, it's so many, so much stuff going on. But I even heard... Um, some cops feel like the killing of uh, uh, Rashad Brooks was justified, and I don't see how. Well, all these uh, deaths, these unnecessary deaths, they're justified by the police because it's like a brotherhood. They all drink that Kool-Aid, and it's like right or wrong, it's like you're supposed to be protecting and serving, not covering up a murder. Yes, you know, like like, um, what was it, 10 years ago where um, an officer uh, overstepped his boundaries and his rookie turned the cop car so the dash cam couldn't see what was going on and they were all, like, suspended. I don't know what happened after that, but he knew it's something was going, you know, was wrong, and he turned the cop car around or to the side so you couldn't see the activity. And it's like they back each other because it's a brotherhood because – like a fraternity, they get in trouble. Your brothers are uh, supposed to back you up. But if you turn one in, guess what? You you turned on all of them. And it shouldn't be like that, where their lives are put in danger because they did the right thing. Like snitches get stitches, even in, you know, in the police station. Like it's a tough organization. It's a brotherhood. And their blood runs deep. Exactly. And so they're going to cover up for each other. And so whatever it takes to downplay what happened, they're going to use it. And and then um, I've, I've heard about the story yesterday. A lot of Atlanta police officers calling in to protest mm-hmm. the charges. And I'm like this. If they agree with what's going on, if you are in Atlanta and you always wanted to be a policeman, that's the time to do it. That's the time to do yeah. it. I know it's a age restriction, but they may waive that because it's a huge shortage in Atlanta. And uh, um, Big Gary, Big Man Gary actually said there's a um, a lot of racial division in law enforcement. Now he's a former uh, retired police officer in in um, in Florida, so he know firsthand. Yeah. And yeah, there are different unions for different groups I in the police departments here in uh, Dallas as well. I bet they are too, Gary. He said, "I bet those officers who called in were white." I'm, I'm quite sure. Probably. It was. 
And um, uh, not only that, um, I'm sure the union is telling him to call in. Is is saying, mm-hmm. hey, if if stay together, yeah, if you call in sick, they can't do anything. But if if, mm-hmm. if you just say, hey, I'm not coming in or whatever. And and it's so easy for them to do it now because they can easily say, I'm not feeling good. I think I have coronavirus right. or whatever. So that's going to be the excuse. Right. And you talk about, do your job. Do your job. And you're supposed to protect and serve. And it's not just one race. You're supposed to protect and serve the community all race so do your job um and pray and hope that you're not faking this because if you are i i feel if you do get sick behind it for for bringing this up so um i just hope they do the right thing um (laughs) that's the same thing i just said big man gary I'm going to tell you, I, I don't feel comfortable calling you big man, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Gary said uh, they probably have a union rep telling them to do that. That's exactly yeah. what I just said. And yeah. those sort of games. Because there's power in numbers. Exactly. There's and, powers in numbers. That's why now is the time for us to make something happen because this is going worldwide because it's not just America having problems with this it's all across the board all across the world exactly and if anyone feel that that shooting was justified that it's on a police force you don't need a badge you don't need it because it's no way you could tell me it was justified shooting a man in the back that was running away that was almost 20 feet from you it could have been over 20 feet it's no way you can uh uh, justify that. I guarantee right, because as a homeowner, like if you're a homeowner, you can't shoot anyone in the back because once they leave, the threat is gone. If exactly. I shoot them in the back, guess what? I'm up on charges. So why do the rules apply to them? Like, no one's policing the police or our government for that matter. Exactly. Gary said you could just call me Gary. Yeah, I feel more comfortable <laughs> with that. <laughs> Um, no, but uh, Gary, he's actually a uh, uh, a bodybuilder. Um, I guess he does competition or whatever now. But um, so, but definitely, uh, I don't know why that struck me as funny, Big Gary. <laughs> I started thinking of uh, Cedric the Entertainer and his delicious. <laughs> what I look like calling another man delicious. <laughs> I don't feel comfortable with that. I won't be doing that. <laughs> no, but um, so definitely um, uh, you could chat with us live just like Gary is doing and um, whatever you want to talk about, we hear for it. Um, anything that we've already brought up, if it's something going on in your city, um, let's talk about it. Um, they see the pictures of the of the fires going on in Arizona. 
I have not. Man, I see. I didn't know night. anything was going on in Arizona. Oh yeah, Arizona. <laughs> is it because of the sun? Because <laughs> it's hot out there. <laughs> um, hold on, Kipper Jones. Welcome to the show, man. Uh, Kipper and I, we at, he actually in Atlanta on the front line. He's on the front line. He's uh, marching um, and trying to make some changes in Atlanta. Um, he actually said, replying to Gary, there's a lot of racial division in America, so I guess it goes to follow. Um, yeah, you're right. It, it's a lot. It's a lot. I seen this video this morning of this old lady at a store, and I don't know exactly where the, where it was. I put it on my Instagram. But she has these, um, um, put it, she, she asked the um, black guys, are y'all here to rob the store? Because they had a face mask on. And they like, huh? Right. Are y'all here to rob the store? And then the video went out. They were saying something, and then the video cut out. Um, Gary said a lot of departments will <laughs> discipline you for calling in sick. They they will, Gary, but I believe what's going on now, they're using the pandemic to get over it. So it's a possibility. It's a possibility that they're going to use this for the next um, 14 to 21 days for a reason to be off. And probably what's going to happen because they're off during a the pandemic, they're probably going to get paid for it. And um, well, um, most of them probably have all the hours. They have PTO hours or comp time or whatever that they can use uh, during this time. And, so. and also, Gary, maybe you can answer this. When it's a pandemic going on, uh, is this or any police officer that is out there? Do y'all have like a medical emergency fund where the city still have to pay you, or or is it um um you just use your PTO or or how that work? If uh if you know the answer to it, or if it's not Gary, anybody in the chat, uh, let us know because I would like to know myself because. I'm I'm a, I'm assuming because we're in a pandemic, they're still gonna get paid because they're yeah. able to work and because I know they rack up a lot of time. I don't know how it works because my sister was like, I have like three hundred hours. So like, <laughs> <laughs> nah, Kipper Jones said probably, like, uh, and Gary said no. You have to go to work. Uh, even in a pandemic where it's a chance for them to get sick and you don't know for sh you don't know if you if you calling in sick and saying that you're unable to work and if they're using the excuse of the pandemic um okay he said because you get hazardous pay so a lot of them probably like hey what they gonna do fire me because the thing is um, right. It's, 
the way that the system is set up now, a lot of people taking advantage of it. But I'm quite sure the union is uh, telling them exactly what to do and how to do it, and um, and going exactly as power in numbers. Because yeah. if it was just one straggler person, yeah, they'd be the sacrificial lamb. But if you're all together, it's hard to fire 15, 30 people <laughs> in the same like, union. I think I seen the numbers like 75 officers yesterday that right. called in. So it's like, yeah, so it was a lot of them. But I'm like, anything that's more than a handful, you're going to have an impact. It's too so bad. they're not going to fight. Yeah, you can't fire all of them. Or, you know, maybe you get a write-up, but that's about it. Okay. Uh, Gary actually said he know officers that actually got fired for excessive call-ins. Yeah, but it's different now because it's a pandemic. In the masses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the union's involved and there's a group. Yes. And, and, and not I've, just an individual. I've heard of some other union may tell um, may tell the employees, "Hey, if y'all don't come in, you call in sick, you okay?" Oh, okay. You said they go to arbitration and get rehired. Yeah, I would think in a normal sense that that may be it, but in a pandemic, it's kind of hard to say because if you out there work in the environment, right, and and possibly can um, uh, catch COVID-19. And they they know it's a good chance of you catching it. So that's the only reason why I'm kind of confused on it. So if, if it's a police officer in Atlanta that know what's going on, hey, let us know because we don't know. I'm, I'm not an officer. Um, and uh, I know Gary is uh, is retired. Not sure how long he been retired, or or if he was able to experience. Um, well, since I've been alive, it hasn't been a pandemic, and I don't know how Gary is, but uh, but he's in Florida, so they had to deal with hurricanes. So it's a little bit different than Texas. Here we got to deal with the heat. Mm-hmm. And it's hot. <laughs> so <laughs> tornadoes. But, yeah, tornadoes, uh West Nile and uh a little bit of everything. Dudes with pickup trucks, <laughs> police. No. <laughs> oh, okay. He actually said during a hurricane or any I'm trying to state of emergency, they expect you to work. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's what you sign up for, just like the hospitals. During a state of emergency, you you definitely need to be there. You should be there. You should um, got to keep order. Exactly. That's that's the job you signed up for. But um, I'm quite sure it's a union rep rep somewhere in Atlanta um, that actually. Um, recommending them to call in sick to call in sick uh gary retired two years ago um as a police officer so um 
So that's that's good information. And Gary also agreed with me that it's probably a union rep somewhere. Recommend they don't show up. <laughs> Call in sick. Yeah. They can't fire all of you. But exactly. They, they can show enough uh, uh, replace you one at a time. Because during this time, you should be there if you're able to work. Um, that's the way I feel. And then again, it may be another tech. Um, Another scheme they trying to bring the National Guard in to take their place. So, Maybe. I don't know. But, hey, but... but I, they seem like they're busy with uh, D.C. <laughs> with uh, D.C.? You say... It's yeah. Up in uh, Maryland. Yeah. Do we have enough National Guards? <laughs> and, and I was telling my wife, I said, you know, come, I believe it's August 28. Um, I actually want to go to Washington. And, um, and she was mm-hmm. like, okay. Um, just depends on when I have my next surgery. They're trying to get a schedule. So um, hopefully I'm healed enough where I can okay. go. But other than that, if I'm able to go, I will be there. Um, I have looked at some hotels out there, and I think I just need to go ahead and reserve it just in case I'm able to go. Um, yeah, but but I definitely would love to go um, and be a part of that movement. So, but other than that, if it's something else on your mind, we could definitely talk about it. Oh, um, coming up on the show Monday night. Um, I did mention this past Monday, uh, a lot of people have been talking about mental health, mental health. I did get it confirmed. We will have a counselor on the show Monday night and we will be dealing with mental health. Um, uh, okay, Gary. Um, so and definitely tune in Monday night, eight o'clock. Um, because a lot of people been saying, Hey, we need to know more about mental health because we need problems. We have problems. And with all the stuff that is going on in the world, it's stressing us out. Um, so Monday night, uh, eight o'clock, we will have Miss Dion Simmons back on the show again and I explained to her I said hey I, I'm always be mindful for um, people time when they come on the show and I said Miss Simmons I know it's Monday you've been on work all day um, and I said but I'm going to try to keep it to an hour but I can't guarantee depends on the questions that are coming in if we're able to help the people I'm willing to help Um, so definitely tune in Monday night 8am hold on 8pm central time 8pm central time (laughs) 8pm central time because we used to have them come on at 11 o'clock a.m on Mondays, but since we've done those shows about mental health, 
they've been extremely busy. And if it's any other counselors that is that is listening that would like to come on the show and be a co-host, uh, Dela Mental Health, um, just reach out to me. I would definitely like to have a, a counselor on where we can talk about this, um, if not every show, uh, at least every week. Because when you hear some of the stories going on, uh, the young men have been found hanging from trees. I know a man's getting killed for no reason. Uh, COVID-19. Um, then just to this morning, I found out a good friend of mine um, put a post on Facebook saying, I'm letting y'all know. I've been tested positive for COVID-19. If you've been around me, please get tested. He said, I don't want to be selfish. I'm letting you know. Get tested if you've been around me. And I was like, man, because this brother, I know him personally. Haven't seen him in years, but we'll talk every once in a while. And I said, okay. Um. You got to understand, regardless of how much stuff they open up, how much they tell you it's okay to go out, the numbers do not lie. The numbers do not lie. Uh, 413 yesterday, new cases. Um, And that's just the people getting tested. There are a lot of people who are walking around and don't even know they have it because it's not presenting like, like you don't have any warning signs. Like people think they have allergies or, you know, maybe the flu or, or a cold. They're not thinking it's COVID and then they're just taking it over the counter and maybe they get over it. But in the, in in the meantime, they've infected countless people. Exactly. So definitely get tested, get tested. Um, I've actually had a couple of family members that, um, due to their job, was as uh, a possibility that they've been exposed to it, and all the people they've been around. Now you're talking about a widespread, but they was one of the ones mm-hmm. that had to go back to work, and they did it because they love their job. And now they've been exposed to it. So they went and got tested today. So you definitely need to uh, get tested. Um, I'm still waiting on my test. Um, I took one last Thursday. They say five to seven days. And um, I guess no news is good news. But uh, I'm still. I figured you had to stay at the house. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. I'm um, just gonna stay in the house. I'll go to work part time like I've been doing three days a week, and then tell my boss I can keep this going until next, you know, spring. I'm good. <laughs> hey, <that's pretty laughs> to, you know, I don't want to be out here in the winter. <laughs> yeah, like I'm cool. Like, yeah, great during the the winter months. <laughs> so, just don't believe the hype. It is still going on. When you have the governor arguing with the 
city manager of Dallas, not uh, the county judge, I'm sorry, the county judge of Dallas, Clay Jenkins. Um, when they going back and forth, because Clay is recommending that everyone wear a, glass, uh, wear a mask. Um, several big cities in Texas have recommended that he allow their cities to wear a mask where it's mandatory. But unfortunately, our governor, mm -hmm. he don't want it to happen. That's why we need a vote. Get him out. We need yeah. a vote because he's not concerned. But I was hearing, what was it, Houston? They were talking about doing another shutdown. They're talking about I was like, we Houston haven't even down. gotten over this first one. And, you know, we'll probably follow suit. I mean, they, they need it to keep us shut down longer. But unfortunately, people need money. Like, yeah. bills ain't getting paid. And at $1,200 did nothing when people were already a month in the rears, you know? Exactly. Like, other countries, they had a four-month, four to six-month plan to pay their people in, you know, during this pandemic. Um, and here we are fighting over nickels and dimes. It's like, well, I don't know. We can't keep giving our millions and our stocks are going down. We just need to let them work until they die. <laughs> like, like, it makes no sense. Like, they're all about the, the dollars. Like, help your people out. Because at the end of the day, you, you're going to end up having no one to work for you. Exactly. You know? and, and they'll be the only ones around because... I did notice right. uh, Greg Abbott, Governor Greg Abbott, he normally would not have a mask, but I seen he had one on the table yesterday. Um, I don't know the numbers for Dallas today. I thought I seen 392 new cases, but please do not quote me on that. I didn't get a chance to watch the news it's, earlier. It's in the hundreds. <laughs> so it is definitely... A serious matter. This coronavirus is no joke. It will take you out, your family out. It don't care if you're black, white, Hispanic, uh, gay, straight, trans. It doesn't matter. It will take you out. And we have to do our part to try to keep it from spreading and try to keep our family members safe. Um, even for the for the ones that are that are on the front line, um, like Kipper, um, I know I've seen him on the front line. He have a mask on and all of that. But the one thing I can say about majority of the protesters, most of them do have on masks. Probably about 95% of the ones I've seen had on masks. So that's a good thing, which Greg Abbott, yeah. I don't know. He he said it's the young folks' fault. It's the young folks' fault. No, it's no, because it's some older people that have been around, and uh, and you know we live by example. And if they're the old schools ain't doing it, why should we? Exactly. <laughs> you know that's the mentality. Yeah. And then you got the president not walk, walking around with his mask. So you know he's the leader. Well, why should other people wear masks? He's not. And you know, like exactly. That's kind of like uh, my crew. I 
tell them all that, well, we've had several birthdays to come through. One, two, three, four, uh, five birthdays since the pandemic hit. And we haven't been able to celebrate yet. So I'm like, look, I sure hope somebody keeping track of all these birthdays. It's okay. I celebrated for you guys in February. <laughs> right before the pandemic. I celebrated the whole month of February. Yep. And then all of a sudden it was like, womp, womp. <laughs> yeah. Well. My bad. <laughs> but but it, it it's okay. Uh, we're pretty good. We keep in contact with each other. We check on each other, make sure everybody's doing good. And uh, when it's all said and done, uh, we know once we come out of this, we're going to be better. And we're going to be doing some hanging out. Um, I could just picture it. Uh, my boy S. Dot on the grill. Uh, J. Mull on the grill. Uh, Chris, he he's on the grill. He doing something. He'll be doing something. And then... Of course, you know, I have to do a little something. And the wife, they getting together. Then at the end of the night, we all playing spades or whatever. Uno. Yeah, that Uno. <laughs> Sometimes that almost break up. Yeah, I'm banned from playing uh, spades. <laughs> I'm not allowed at the table. <laughs> well, it depends on who losing. I'm not going to say no Monica name, but it depends on who losing. Because if they lose, it's like, really? really so but other than that hey they know we love them we have a good time um the other day i posted a story um about chris norman um he's actually the owner of normanology media this is the shirt i have on tonight um great brother um Check his website. Uh, he's on Facebook. Check out the story. It was well written article. That's a strong brother. He worked hard. And Chris, great job, man. Great job. I know how hard you work. A lot of people that may not know you, but I know you. I know exactly how you are. How you are. Uh, great hard. Love his wife. Uh, Isha. Hey, keep up the good work, brother. I'm always support you. And um, other than that, risky. Uh, tell the people where they can find you at. <laughs> well, I am on Instagram. Uh, R S K E E is my uh, pen name. Um, books can be found on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and pretty much every online website. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just look me up by name. Um, also on Twitter, but I don't really do that, so Instagram would be the best bet to get in touch with me. Okay. Uh, the book that I read is Beneath the Surface. It, it was a little <laughs> bit different, um, but definitely check it out. Uh, once you get past, what was it, the first six or seven chapters? First half. Yeah. First half, yeah. First half, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it takes you to a lot. It chronicles a lot, you know, uh, the life of a pop star through his uh, time as an abused child through stardom. And I, I take you there. Like, 
was it that uh, book? I know why the caged bird sings. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I went, took it back to the 80s style of uh, uh, child abuse and just mental and physical abuse and just how he deals with it and works it in with his life. Yeah, because when I read it, I was like, I don't know. She said it's Yeah, okay. all the taboo subjects. She was like, it's okay. Just, just give <laughs> half of it. It is it, <laughs> So the first half of it is it's rough. And it's I, pretty rough. It is pretty rough. But it's reality because second book will make you cry though. It happens because it's based on stories uh, based on my life uh, as well as my peers. And you know, and that's how I read it in my life. That's probably why I'm kind of okay with my level because it wasn't close to what they experienced um but yeah my friends they went through a lot and a lot of them shared a lot of details i mean i've had a friend in school told me her father and her had some kind of relationship like they kept finding him with her in the restroom uh, having sex and i'm like and they keep sending you back to him like, yeah, they kept taking her out of the home and then he get get counseling and then take her back. I don't know where her mom was in this whole situation, but yeah, and just the fact that she was vacant and it was just like, eh, yeah, he likes to do things with me. Yeah. And so all these stories, men and women, their experiences, it's just kind of all of their stories in one character, <laughs> which is a lot. <laughs> but it's real, you know, it happens. And what is the name of the second book? The second book is Breaking Point. Um, and it uh, follows Ellison on his journey. And the final one is uh, Resolve. Okay. Check it out. You can find it on all uh, platforms. If you can't find it, uh, send me a message and I will send you her information. And if you can't find her on Facebook and Instagram, let me know and I will send it to you. The first book. Yeah, and then uh, you can look at um, there's a summary on the Exlibris website, Risky Books, R S K E E Books. Uh, you can go to that website and it has a list of all the books. Okay. So, so that's a one stop shop. Definitely support the sister. She's doing that thing. Um, been doing it for what? Three or four years now? Have it been that long? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe a couple. But I'm bad with years, so don't. <laughs> I have no idea. It could have been yesterday. I have no idea. <laughs> she's she's a good sister. And like I said, she inspired me to write. And my story will come out um, probably next year. Um, I'm actually trying to find a a great publisher um, that I could use. Um, I can self-publish, but I prefer to use a publisher. So if it's anyone, anybody listen that have contact to a great publisher, definitely uh, send me a message um, or email me, who you with, kurtdog at mail.com, and let us know how you like the show. Hopefully, Risky will come back. You coming back on the show? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would love to. 
Right. It's not too bad. I mean, I, I, I gave up poker for this moment. <laughs> oh, and <laughs> I'm she, all right. She's a great okay. patient poker player. <laughs> she's a I'm great okay. Poker I'm okay. <laughs> don't 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 let her fool you because she'll smile and and act like she don't know what's going on. But then she'd be like, "Oh, I just—that's how I win. <laughs> I just have three, uh, two, quads, two kings. With those two kings, I guess I have quads. <laughs> so don't let fool you, because she's a, she's a great poker player. Um, never know, my seal at the World Series one day. <laughs> but she, yeah, yeah, one day. But she's really good. So, but I want to thank you." Uh, other than that, we appreciate you for tuning in. Um, don't forget, Monday night, Miss Dion Simmons will be back on the show. We will be dealing with mental illness. So be prepared. Send your questions in. And um, she would answer them for you. And hopefully we can provide you some help. Um, now, don't also don't forget... If you're working, go to your HR, ask them about the EAP, Employee Assistant Program. You and your family can get counseling for free. Uh, if you are the head of the household or if you're married, um, you and your household, you, your spouse, and your kids can get it for free. Even if your HR department say, oh, we and don't. And they're have offering that. online assistance. Yes. yes. Um, so you don't have to go into the office. You could do telehealth and do it online. So if your HR say, oh, no, we don't offer that, say, yes, you do. It, it's part of it. They can give it to you for free. Yeah. So, and it's for you and your family. So if you need to take counseling, then your spouse need to take them separate. They will pay for it, and your kids can take it too. Or you could go in, um, like a um, a, a group session. Um, I know my wife and I we take counseling together, and I take it separately. So um, it's a wonderful thing. Counseling work. Um, so definitely don't uh, don't be afraid to to ask for help. Monday night, Miss Dion Simmons, licensed counselor. If it's any of of you listening and you are a licensed counselor and would like to be on the show, reach out to me. I will bring you on the show. I want to keep the talk about mental health going on as long as we need it because we're all struggling during this time with some of the things we're seeing on the news, on the line, whatever it is, it it messes with you mentally. And I know most black folks say we don't need counseling. I said the same thing. I say this all the time. I said the same thing. When I went, I did not want to um, go in and tell this woman all my business. And by the third time, she asking me a question, and I'm short talking her. By that third visit, I was in there crying like a baby. But it felt so good. It felt really good. So 
I'm telling you from experience, counseling, do work um, and take advantage of it. Uh, employee assistant program, go to your HR. If they tell you you don't have it, yes, you do. They automatically pay for it. So, yes, you have it. Um, other than that, I appreciate appreciate you for coming on, Risky. Uh, until next time. Thank you for inviting me. I, hey, you always welcome, and hopefully you're gonna come back. We talked about it, so uh, yeah. I mean, I'll come back. I mean, I'll give up a, a night, you know, for this. No, okay. So, so <laughs> we, things to say. <laughs> guaranteed to have you on on Thursday nights. You know, Thursday night. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I could do Thursdays. <laughs> okay. Now, now I'm gonna hold you to it. Don't if the if the if your followers want me. Oh, okay. If your followers want me back. <laughs> y'all y'all send her messages talking about look, you need to come back on there. We tired. <laughs> Who you with? Hurt though. <laughs> no. But um other than that, I really appreciate y'all for listening. Tell a friend, share, like, um, and go to the YouTube page also and uh, subscribe to the channel. Uh, like it, tell a friend about it. And we're also on Twitch. We also working on other platforms we could be on. And you can chat with us live during the show. So, and I, I always go back and read all the comments. And if it's one I didn't announce on the air, I will respond back to it. Or if it's something you say that you don't want to say it on the air, you can always send me an email, who you with, kurtdog at mail.com. And uh, I may be back home this week, or it may be Monday. Um, I've been trying to free my mind a little bit. So, but other than that, um, Monday night, 8 p.m. Central Time, Miss DM Simmons will be on the show. Whatever question you want to ask, get them together because she's here to help you. Until then, I appreciate y'all for listening. I love each and every one of you. Peace.